Welcome to Gaia's Love, a podcast of brief messages to help humanity bridge the gap to the new earth. My name is Vivian Gerard. It is my delight to be a scribe for consciousness today, sharing the wisdom that flows through from source. Here we go. Episode 312. It is Tuesday here in Cincinnati. It's cold, it's gray, kind of rainy. It's winter. It's really chilly outside. I think our high is in the 30s today. And it's one of those colds where I need like extra layers just to stay warm, even inside the house, you know, where your bones are just feeling like it's shifting. (laughs) It's shifting. We are also today shifting astrologically, and this one feels really powerful and exciting, and so I thought I would read from Astro Mama's post, which she shared yesterday on Facebook. Um, I thought I would read it today so that you can tune in with me, and then we'll kind of see what we want to share from there. Okay, so this is Astro Mama, and uh, if you are not currently following her, I highly suggest you do. She also has a really cool space on Patreon where Alicia and I play, and her Patreon page gives extended forecasts, so you can get like more details about your actual sign, depending on what's shifting and what the topic is. They're amazing. I signed up for them, and I love what she shares as specifically applying to me and my world, because, <laughs> you know, it's all about each of us individually and what we're here to learn, and her forecasts are really helpful for me. Okay, so here we go. Astro Mama, these are all her words. She says, Jupiter in Capricorn, enlightenment of responsibility, karma doubled, awareness of inner power and purpose. On December 2nd, I guess this was yesterday. Sorry, I might be a day late. (laughs) I didn't feel it until today. (laughs) I'm on my own time. (laughs) On December 2nd, Jupiter, the planet of luck, optimism, wisdom, and travel leaves his home sign of Sagittarius and transits to the sign of Capricorn. Capricorn, the 10th zodiac sign, deals with authority, power, structure, obligation, and karma. Jupiter is technically in his fall position in the sign of the goat. Planets in their fall tend to be weaker and not particularly comfy. comfy. This will make some of Jupiter's blessings not as readily known. That being said, as with anything in Capricorn, the more you put in the work and dedication, the greater and more evident the rewards will be. Jupiter in Capricorn is here to expand and awaken our capacity to build plans and projects on solid ground and with integrity. No other sign is known to get or done quite like a Cappy. There will be an increase in not only our personal responsibilities and obligations, but a greater global awareness of our impact on society. That makes me so happy, by the way, when I read that. I'm like, yes, for the next year, we're going to have a greater global awareness of what we do as a collective. Yeah, (laughs) so good. She continues, Jupiter, although known for his hope and optimism, is the planet of expansion for good 
or worse. If you have been living your life with integrity and truth and are ready to do the work, then this transit will bring in recognition and tangible spiritual rewards. If you have been playing small and living out of fear, that too will be amplified by this transit. Jupiter in Capricorn wants you to get real about what really matters. It's time to build a solid, albeit expansive and enlightened path on how to achieve your greatest goals. The sexiest words to Jupiter and Capricorn are, patience produces profit. This again, won't just be from a tangible or 3D perspective, but also from a spiritual or 5D viewpoint. Karma in all forms will be amplified as well, since this is also the domain Capi rules. It's time to pay the piper with the largest planet transiting the sign of the goat, and what you receive is contingent upon what you have been giving. The score will be very clear by the end of 2020 when Jupiter leaves Capricorn to move into the sign of Aquarius. My sign, I'm so excited for that. <laughs> Anyone with predominant planets, points, or angles in Capricorn will be in for a major expansion related to control and power. Again, how this manifests really depends on what you do with this power and control. Remember that the veil is thin and Capricorn is a judge that takes no prisoners. Jupiter in Capricorn is here to expand our awareness and capacity to build solid structures and plans. This is the first time Jupiter has been in Capricorn since 2008. You might want to look back to that year for reference as some similar themes might be playing out from now till the end of 2020. Jupiter in the sign of the mountain goat wants you to get real and authentic on what is working and what is not working in your everyday life. It is time to expand with integrity of purpose and intention. Although the sky god Jupiter prefers to fly in the ether, Capricorn will ask him to come back down to earth and get comfy with a schedule and task list. Although that might not sound thrilling, these are the keys to the kingdom of success. Jupiter and Capricorn is here to expand our awareness of integrity and hard work, bring forth enlightenment within our personal responsibilities, and reset the karmic scales of justice. <sighs> Thank you, Sarah Hayes, Astro Mama, for just once again your amazing clarity and wisdom and, I mean, a one-year forecast. <laughs> it's so good. And then what she added about Aquarius and Gemini, which are my other signs, like, what? It's amazing. It's amazing. So what I thought might be helpful is a, an example. Well, yeah. So let me first start with the 2008 piece. When astrology suggests that we look back at a cycle to see what was starting and what is completing or what the pattern was then and what the pattern could be now, it actually matters. It, it's worth the time to do that. Because when you look back at that cycle that we're being guided to look at, there's always a connection. And it's so profound when we take the time to, to expand the perspective, which is what astrology does. It expands the viewpoint. It's not just us in our own little world. It's this collective universe of so much energy moving. When I look back at 2008, I mean, my God, what a year that was. <laughs> I chose to leave my marriage to separate from my husband. I started full-time work after being a stay-at-home mom, working part-time, doing a lot of 
you know, really cool projects, but definitely part-time. My main focus was my children. And I switched to a full-time, really intense job. I mean, major shift in my world and my reality. And then also I started doing energy work. At that same time is when I began learning about energy and the way, well, not learning, remembering about energy and diving into my own healing practice and getting support from a coach. Like I did so much healing starting in 2008 all the way through 2012. And, you know, those years were such hard, deep, powerful, soul-searching times for me. And, and that cycle that started was absolutely laying the groundwork for where I am right now, for where Jupiter is bringing in the next round of expansion. What I loved about the post that Sarah shared is that it talks about the patience produces profits, the hard work yields results, the continual commitment to your own path is the way to expand your work from integrity and from truth and alignment. And that, that is the path I have been walking is slow and steady. You know, my, my circles have slowly been expanding, but they're so solid and so grounded. The work that I do is, it's so familiar and comfortable to me now that there's no bumpiness, no wobbliness when I start sharing in bigger groups or holding bigger spaces. It's, it's in me. It's, um, I'm very comfortable with how I connect to energy, flow energy, communicate about energy. And so it's just perfect that as I was reading the post last night, I had my second embodied love class as we are doing this transit for Jupiter into what's expanding next. And so I'll just share a couple reflections about it. Because I believe in examples, we find our own alignment or places we can come into greater alignment. Through examples and stories, we learn more about our own journey. And so as you're listening to me, apply it to you and to how this uh, can guide you also in your own journey. So embodied love is this, um, how did it even come through? It was... It was just in like a meditation space. I was, it was after the Guys Love Festival, the first festival. I was writing down what is it that I'm birthing next because the festival was such a big uh, milestone for me, such a big achievement of, okay, I wrote the book and now here's the first festival. And wow, right, we're opening up the door for all these other festivals. And I also knew like I've got to ground myself into this reality, this life, this everyday journey I'm taking, even as I'm planning and, and moving towards these big global e- events and um, portals, vortexes, vortices. <laughs> I knew I still needed to ground into this daily journey I'm taking. And so I wrote in my journal these ideas of things that I would start offering um, specific new forms of teaching and communicating and sharing about energy and love in the way that I know it. And so, and this is how Guys Love podcast came through. It's just a, an idea that takes form in meditation. And then, you know, I 
follow the signs and create it. And then suddenly I'm living this amazing reality and having fun creating these podcasts every day. And so in that meditation, the very first thing I wrote down was embodied love as like item number one, this is what I'm going to do. And I'm like, embodied love. What is that? What is embodied love? And, and I wrote this description. It was beautiful about, you know, we are energy embodied in the physical form. And do we know how to manage that energy? How do we tap into it and play with it and understand it better so that we can really align our mind, body, spirit in the most powerful and expansive ways. And when we live love embodied in the physical form we're invincible unstoppable like creativity can flow through us in the most amazing ways and this is how i live my life embodied love and so i wrote this description i was like oh that's gonna be amazing (laughs) and then i went on i wrote a couple other things quietly listening which i started with my friend andrea our classes tomorrow night virtual healing amazing (laughs) i wrote about um Lunch and Loves, that's when that came through. Like all these beautiful new offerings, I just, like I was just channel writing them right into my journal. And then I got done, I was like, oh shit, like I got a lot of work to do. I don't know how I'm going to get all of this structure set up. (laughs) I remember showing it to my husband, he's like, what are you doing? (laughs) How are you going to do that? Maybe you should start slowly and not like jump into all of it at once. So it's taken from August until now to really fully land in the beauty of each of those separate offerings. So Embodied Love, I I set up the first class. It was only November. I think it was, yeah, November that I had the first one. And I had no idea. I had three people sign up who are all very good friends, close people in my life. They sign up, they come into my living room, and I was like, okay, well, (laughs) what we're going to talk about is how we bring energy into our physical body in a a more powerful way. (laughs) And I just started talking, and these amazing words were coming through me, and I'm like, wow, (laughs) that's so awesome. And I was showing them how to move energy, and, you know, it's, it's individual, and so trying to feel what each one needed to adjust and explain it, and it was so amazing. The hour was just flew by. <laughs> so then after it was over, I'm like, oh, I need to sit with this. I don't know what this class actually is. Like, what's going to happen? I don't understand. And my original intention was one class, and then I'm going to offer it to yoga studios, and I'll be ready to go. And what I realized is, I don't know what I'm doing yet. (laughs) I'm not ready to go. (laughs) So I've been sitting with it in meditation and really tuning into how do I teach this? How do I scale this in a way where I can hold multiple people at the same time moving through this really intense learning process? How am I going to do it? What will it feel like? And each time the answer I keep receiving from my soul, from my guides is, the only thing you have to do is be really present in your body and trust the flow of energy. That is the point of teaching it. You're living it and you're teaching it and you show up and you will know exactly what to do. And so I set up two more classes for December here in my house. So last night I had a class with these two beautiful women who I didn't know very well. I've only met one of them once and it was extraordinary. The 
awareness and the teaching was so simple and so profound and the answers were exactly where I needed them in the moment I needed them and both had beautiful expansion and it was incredible it was so much fun and it was so easy it was so easy for me it was so easy and so I have another class next week Wednesday which I can already feel is going to be even more fun and then it's ready it's ready to be shared with yoga studios it's ready for me to take out into communities and and teach in this bigger way so i share this example to say many things first trust the process you when we have ideas that come through and they delight us and they feel so certain and we know we're in alignment with our soul. The answers, the process, the support, the clients, the whatever it is you need, they're going to show up because you are in alignment with your truth. The skills we have been learning since 2008, everything I have been learning since 2008 is what I am going to be teaching and showing and, and illuminating for people in these classes. Everything. Every story, every pain, every joy, every moment of awareness at a soul level, at a human level, the understanding of how my mind, body, spirit work together, all of that is incorporated into teaching this class. That's a lot, a lot of information, a lot of embodied love, and it's just fully accessible. It's exactly the same for all of us. When, when we are living our truth with integrity, like Sarah says, when we are showing up and speaking our truth, even when it doesn't make sense to the people around us, even when someone that we love may be saying like, what, what are you doing, or what are you thinking? When we know our truth, when we listen to our soul, and we follow that guidance, everything we need is inside of us. And then we trust that and we start sharing it. It's this Jupiter from the ethers, as Sarah says in her post, coming all the way down into the grounded practical application of Capricorn. That's what's going to happen this year. That's what is starting. It's exactly what I felt last night in Embodied Love. I don't have to have a map. I know what it feels like. I know what I have access to, and, and so that love, it's already embodied in me. I am teaching what I know. I am teaching what I'm living. That's what's possible for all of us. We start sharing. This is the impact. How did she say it? It's, we have our own individual responsibility and karma that we're healing and completing, and also we are con uh, concerned with, or I have to look at her exact words, but... We are aware of our global impact on society. It's time to share it, those things we know. We solidify it within ourselves and then we start sharing it with the world. And watch out, world. <laughs> it's so good. It's so good because when I'm teaching embodied love and the people in my classes are learning how to embody love, they're all going out into their worlds as embodied love. Like, ah. Yes, yes, so good, so good. 
And so maybe what we have been doing, are doing, or are still going to be working through over the next month is feeling those places inside, like I described yesterday, that have some tenderness or have some um, layers to still move through. Maybe we're still shedding another layer of skin like the insect I described. And yet that process is going to keep bringing us into these possibilities of sharing it, of teaching it, of modeling it. And so we're walking our talk, right? We're walking our talk. So thank you, Sarah Hayes, for walking your talk, for sharing your gifts in these profound ways that guide so many people. Your example continues to expire, <laughs> expire, inspire, and continues to inspire me to also live my example. All right, I am off to a lunch in love and energy gym tonight, <laughs> quietly listening tomorrow. <laughs> it's such a good life. <laughs> Even when I get in the, oh, like I was this weekend, there is this popping out into the joy of, look, look what we are creating. Look what we are living. And it really is sweet. So have a beautiful Tuesday, friends. Thank you for tuning in to this vibration of pure love. I invite you to join me on Sunday mornings for an hour of meditation, visualization, and energy healing, where we realign our mind-body-spirit with Gaia and Source. You can learn more at mysouljourney.com. Let's take this message of Gaia's love out into all of our relationships and communities today. So much love from my heart to yours.